Lisa, what are you rebelling against? What do you got? Welcome to the Star Wars Rebels Without a Cause podcast. I'm your host, Kendall Hallman. With me as always, the man who knows, no matter what the new Tarkin novel says, Palpatine has no first name, Nick Jew. Hello, everyone. And the man who wouldn't know Palpatine's first name, even if he had one, Dwight Snyder. Good day. All right. Um, let's take these headphones off. Okay. So this episode was called Breaking Ranks. So Breaking Ranks. Uh, we're actually going to talk about three episodes today uh, because we missed an episode and then we real- and then I realized that the next week's episode uh, is available on uh, the Disney Watch Disney XD website a week. Spoilers. Spo- spoilers? Yeah, in case you haven't seen next week's episode yet. Okay, yeah. Um, so, uh, so, well, like I said, you can watch next episodes then, or more than likely it's going to be a few days until I post it. And then a few days until you listen to it and then you'll have seen the episode and, you know, and most people that listen to this will probably be listening to it like years in advance in the future after we've all like become the go-to Star Wars Rebels podcast in season seven. Without a doubt. I don't really see how that could go any differently. Personally, personally, I'm sure that I will think that the show peaked in season three, um, but but then ma- but then it made a comeback in uh, slowly but surely made a comeback in season six, and then uh, season seven they just after I mean after they lost Freddie Prince Jr. Um, it, it, the show seemed kind of weird, and when they introduced Jar Jar Binks, I don't know. Too far. Okay. Anyway, when they God, brought I back hope that's too far. Brought back when they brought back Zero the Hut, um, Junior, or, uh, or when they no no no, no they brought back uh, the um, Rado the Hut from the Clone Wars movie, but he's full grown now. Oh. <laughs> All right. Oh. So Rado the Hut. So Ezra goes as a spy to the Imperial Academy. Okay, so Dwight, first reaction. I thought it was cool how they just started out and he was like already in there, man. It was like, there's no, how did he get infiltrated? It's just, he's there and there's a mission and that's all we see. Yeah, I definitely definitely liked that they didn't take time for exhibition, exhibition, exposition and... Oh, I'm not going to... I can do that. I'm willing. I'm brave enough to go infiltrate. No, I'm not going to ask you to infiltrate. The go. It's too dangerous. You know, they didn't have that scene that could have taken a long time. And so we got more more real content. What do you think, Nick? Uh, I think I liked it for the most part. I was a little surprised at the Imperial training method of let's climb out of the pit. <laughs> that game... Seemed like it actually got a little bit easier as three, it went on. Three times, three times yeah, in a row. Not, we're, not we're going to give you a different test. It's well, you know what? We've never shown you this before, but we're going to run this test three times in a row. Yeah. Well, was, each way was a little different. Like the first time, it just everything was moving on its own, and then the second time, it was blaster activated, and then the third time, they were able to have the blasters and. It moves yeah, on but own. still, still, I mean, it was it. You'd think, especially if if their entire 
they said the entirety of the Imperial Academy training was a few weeks. You'd think they wouldn't spend three. That seems like a giant waste of time. Yeah. Well, but, but and then you spend your afternoons doing aid duty and passing holodisks from one right, person right, to right. another. Remember, the assessments are just once a day. It's every day. I guess, but what if if they spend the rest of their day doing administrative duties? What when do they have time to They're learn? They're interns, basically. <sighs> and also, also, um, this portion I think was like that that particular test that they focused on was was actually in order to uh, figure out who's got the potential to be a Jedi, so that the Inquisitor right. can kill them. And then the question is: Is the Inquisitor killing them, or is the Inquisitor recruiting them, mm. or killing them? We assume that the Inquisitor kills at least a couple of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or he could be taking on Padawans that we just don't know about yet. Well, Padawan is probably too strong a word. Force-sensitive badass, I believe. Uh, well, apprentices. I mean, yeah, you, apprentice. you can say apprentices. Yeah, that's I, what I meant. Padawan apprentice. has the... Uh, has the um, Jedi link. Je- yeah, is, is, the, is right. the Jedi implication. Just recruit. Yeah. Um, I mean, I could see, yeah, I could see, I could see that at least... Some of them are giving them the option. Yeah, I could, I could see that. I like I, how we're seeing more of the Inquisitor. I bet that kid's sister shows up and is a very bad person. I, I'm, I'm predicting this. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Um, the the uh, the thing that makes me think that he's primarily killing them is the scene at the beginning of uh, Sparker Rebellion with with. Uh, Vader and the Inquisitor that they added for the ABC thing. Vader talks about the children of the Force, and we gotta. It's a new threat that's arising, and we've gotta take them out. Oh, that is a good point. So that I've makes more me or think, less forgotten about that. Yeah, that makes me. That makes me think that. I mean, possibly with some exceptions, you know. Obviously, uh, I mean, and the Inquisitor. I think. Although, although in the show. It seems that the Inquisitor is 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 one guy. Um, the sense that I got from other stuff is that he's is that the Inquis- like Inquisitor is like a rank. Like there's there's right. a lot of people like that. So I guess they got to get him from somewhere. The Inquisitor Academy, right? Where they will get their spinny lightsabers on Moraban. Okay. Yeah. So the mission. Was to steal a decoder. Right, the, the mission was just yeah to grab some information. Really, yeah. yeah. Who, who it, doesn't, it doesn't really matter what the what the mission was. He came to yeah. get a piece of information, and he did it. The Ezra style. Yeah, he he got it. That the important fact wasn't that he got it. The important fact was that he didn't die. Really, mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and and he. <laughs> and we got introduced to this other character that stayed behind that I cannot for the life of me remember the name of. The black guy. Yes. Yes, that one. Um, I feel yeah, like his yeah. name was Leo something, but I, yeah, yeah. I can't remember. Um, but yeah, it was, it was solid. Also, there was the little side thing with, uh, with Hera and Kanan where they went and, and they blew, blew up something thing. green up. I don't yeah. really know what that was. Some type of crystal that was, you could say he could sense it with the force. Yeah, something like he that. He said it vibrates with the force. Maybe it was that uh that that the stuff. explosive crystal from the book, A New Dawn. Uh, it could be that. I was thinking it was that's the the dark side 
It's like Lumite or something like that. The like dark side oh, yeah. mineral from uh, uh, the, that one book from Riptide or Cross Current from Cross Current. Yeah, it caused uh, time travel. Then we find out that there's apparently I'm forgetting most of that book. Then all this, all the, the missions are kind of secret a little bit. All right, so yeah, so I, I think we can move it's on a, to the it's next. Good episode. segue to the next one. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, so so um, was it called? Out of the dark. Out of the darkness. Out of the darkness. Yep. Um. I I I thought I'm gonna go first talk about this episode. So first of all. I've been wanting to see more of Hera and more of Sabine, and that's what we got in this episode. Even if even if we didn't get too deep, um, this Fulcrum guy had when they finally do reveal if they reveal who he is, uh, he'd better be something cool. Like he'd better be like, like I'd be okay. Uh, he could be Lando Calrissian. That'd be. Like, I was gonna go with Bail Organa. Well, but if it's Bail Organa, we've already seen Bail Organa. Like if he's if he's Garmbel Iblis, that would be cool. Though that's kind of obscure. If he's like, um, maybe like some imperial, like maybe they'll they'll introduce an imperial pseudo protagonist type character, and then it's revealed that he's him, or or like like maybe it's Callus. Maybe that's why Callus was so willing to kill stormtroopers in in Spark of Rebellion. I suppose. That he's but under, he's tried awful hard a lot when he's alone. He's under deep <laughs> cover then, man. I don't know. I mean, not necessarily specifically. Or maybe that one. There's that other Imperial that keeps appearing. I don't know if we have his name or not. The, uh, what is it? The Commandant or a Taskmaster? The com- the skinny guy? The skinny guy, yeah. Yeah. Or something like something like that. Like if he if he's could a, be. somebody who is, who I guess, is almost a villain type. You'd think character. that he'd have more accurate uh if that was true, they'd have a more accurate count of the military detail assigned to something. Or maybe it's just a random stormtrooper. Yeah. They could be the guy who got kicked off by Callus. <laughs> that guy. That's <laughs> he <why> lived. They... <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, it could be, could be. It's um, not, but could be. And then some of their, some of the intel is not right. Right, it's mostly right. In the, fact, all the all the really important bits are right. They just miscounted the number of tie fighters. Yeah, yeah. Well, she said that they underestimated it. Right. So, so they they basically thought there was going to be one tie fighter, and there were four. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. But oh yeah 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 that's that makes sense because they they thought they were done after they one they were tie good fighter. after one tie fighter and then Ezra's like oh no but Hera can escape any situation if she has a ship Hera yeah Hera's yeah. pretty Hera's Hera, pretty cool so Hera is reputedly a great pilot although and in the Phantom she is a fantastic pilot mm-hmm. in the Ghost Kendall was pointing out that it is a freighter and it doesn't turn so well but it. It just I think, doesn't okay. maneuver well. <laughs> so the specific the specific scene that we're referring to is in the is in the, the the previous the previous episode, episode yes. where she goes up real 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 close to the freighter and then and then does like a kind of awkward barely pull up. pulls up. Yeah, I think I think that it's because I I think the reason that she she did that was that um she was getting in as close as she possibly could and then turning at the absolute last second and that's why it looked a little bit awkward. Um, you know, obviously if Han Solo was doing it, he'd done a little twist and we'd all Just thought it was spin, amazing. Yeah. 
But I suppose it's. I half expected seeing that. It was just. I mean, it was. I think it was. I honestly, honestly, if if anything, like that's my official stance is that she waited until the absolute. That last it was all planned. Second, that that was the thing. Um, however, I, I would say if anything. Story-wise, she's still a great pilot. That was a that was a flub of the uh, of the the animators. The animators. I could see that, and the fact that they keep reinforcing that she's a great pilot makes me think that eh, okay, she's probably a great pilot. Since and she did take she out four Tie Fighters by herself. Yeah, with two teenagers yelling at her in either <laughs> ear and obstructing her peripheral vision. So there is that. Yeah. <laughs> the little the okay, and then and so then. We've decided that those are Gundarks, right? I'm not actually sure, but they look a lot like Gundarks. I'm not sure if they had the extra set of arms, though. I think they only had a pair of arms and legs. Well, you know. I that, think they might be something new, honestly. Or they're, or they're Gundarks, and now Gundarks just mm, have a set of arms and legs. It could be. I mean, there could be Gundarks that were born on a different planet, so they mutated, they evolved differently. And it could just be the show's take they on Gundarks. They big ears. I'm sure there are plenty of things with big ears. Yeah, but... Only one thing is referenced in uh, Empire Strikes Back. That is true. And there are again, things that exist in Star Wars that are not in Empire and then Strikes at the be- Back. And then again at the beginning of Attack of the Clones. But, can't really refute that because it's absolutely true, but... <laughs> It's literally I'm the sure, only thing with with big ears that is both in Empire Strikes Back. I'm sure and there Star is Wars something else in the entire galaxy that also has big ears. I would have um, really liked it if Zeb had pulled the ears off of one of them. Yeah, but it's a kid show. We can't do that. They could have figured out a way to do it. They were freaking killing them all off. It could have been thing, like in a side shot. Like if you they had see done the it, what I would have expected is he grabbed an ear and then the door closed on it, mm. and he just was was just holding this floppy ear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I liked how they escaped, you know, the exploding barrels, the strategy of okay, we're gonna do it different ranks, okay, like one wave's gonna come and then we're gonna explode those barrels, one wave another wave's gonna come and so so forth. Right. Very well thought out. I'm not I wasn't entirely sold on them getting on top of the ship rather than inside the ship, but I suppose it prevents if they're interested, it prevents that it the the creatures from damaging their ship in the event that they actually kill them. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. Yeah, I there were. It's not a good about, plan if you're just trying to buy a little bit of time. Making yeah. them plow, making them pry apart the ship seems like a good plan. Which is she want likes the ship. Yeah, you I, can't lose. The I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, the uh, that. As fun as that scene was, I think that that was it suffered a little bit from like I don't know. I mean, the, they were you know they're they're able to sh- suddenly the, first they they shoot before they shoot the guy the gun darks and then nothing happens and now they can shoot off like some of them right. It wasn't clear during the battle whether the ones they shot were killed or stunned yeah. and we're pretty sure they're dead now, but. Mm. Yeah, I just didn't... It, the fight wasn't entirely consistent with its own sort of rules. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, it still was a lot of fun, I thought. And why don't... Yeah. <laughs> and also, also, you know what I would have done is put all the freaking... Like, quickly, they're, 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 the, the lights, you know, still there. Put all the barrels as close to the dark as you can, and then blow all of them up, and just completely collapse that, 
that cavern area where they're all oh, hiding. Just try to try to bring the door down. Just take them all. Just take them all out. Like you've got, there were a well, lot of because there were Sabine a lot of is a demolitions expert. Perhaps she knew that that reinforced door would not have fallen yeah. with well, that. No, I'm not even with saying, that tiny amount of explosives. Also, also, like I mean, it would the explosion would probably kill the freaking things, like all of them. If you got you have them like you have them like crowded into this relatively right. small space, the, and they can't and they can't leave because they can't go into the sunlight. Right. Yeah. If we they could really have rolled them, I would have. I would have. Could have seen them like rolling them inside the dark, but they couldn't really get that close. They don't even need. But they. But they. I mean, if they. If they got. If they. If they lined up all of them, all of the. All of the barrels. Yeah. And because there were a lot of those barrels, if they line and they were all already up there, they lined them all up. They backed up. They shot it. It'd be like a gigantic explosion. That probably would have taken out just about all of them. But right. we don't know how deep the hangar actually goes. It could be a you know, a big I mean, warehouse. it looked like it was an entire base under there. Like that's just the front door. Yeah, like it, they could have they could be hiding farther back and we're just seeing like the first few. Yeah, I don't know. It really comes down to I guess sub it's Sabine's choice. She theoretically knows the most, I think. Yeah, but, but she she got you know she showed Hera that hey my plan will work too. Well, okay, so here's 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 the the thing I think that was actually interesting about the episode because I didn't like that scene. Now that I'm talking about it, um, uh, this this idea of the sort of compartmentalization of of information need to know, and she said you know, Zabine even says like, well, I need to know more, like, um. Do you think that it's it's right of of Hera to keep this information from the rest of the crew, or do you think that uh, Sabine's got a point? Um, I mean, there's there's goods and bads for both of them. It's just that, like like Hera said, if they get captured, they don't have any information, so they can't give up any information that they don't know. But on the other hand, you need that camaraderie of your team. And you need to be able to have them trust you, so you won't have to be as truthful with them as you can be, and let them know, hey, this is why we're asking you to put your life on the line. But but they knew, no, it's it's part of the rebellion. They're going against the empire. That they're putting their life on the line just by being part of the rebellion. What do you think, Nick? Well, first off, I don't like Sabine. She's totally my least favorite character, and. My gut reaction is to say she should st- shut up and quit whining. But aside from that, I'd say that probably not providing the information is the correct thing to do. And if she wants to walk away, then she can walk away. But it seems to me that uh, she should have known sort of what she signed up for and the good that she does if she's actually part of the crew. At the same time, there is her backstory and her her mildly interesting backstory now that we actually get a little right, right. bit more information about her. So I could definitely see why her character is upset. But I would have expected this I need to know more actually coming from Ezra instead of Sabine prior to this episode. Mm-hmm. Well, I okay, so first of all, I think there's what, six of them on the ship. It's not like it, it it's not like it, this is there's 20 different missions going on that are completely interconnected. And like, I, I just don't think it's a big enough organization to need the carbon compartmentalization. 
I could see that. I guess if one of them goes down, they're probably all going down. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> maybe and, don't tell Ezra. I, well, I mean, I mean, if <laughs> if it, well, as at least as far as as far as like the uh, interrogation and stuff, like to me, to me, that it seems like, and obviously she's like, this is bigger than you. Um, I, I I like I kind of I kind of think that's interesting. Like this. Like this is bigger because because one of the one of the big questions is how does the rebellion go from six people on a freighter to a to a legitimate you know mil, to a fleet to a right. to a legitimate so government. So the question is is this the beginning of the rebellion or are they already part of the rebellion? Right, right. Which I, I think is I think is is interesting, but I I just like she could have she could have given him a little yeah. a little bit more she and shut her down pretty hard and especially and especially in this in this situation where where it's like where it's like she's she's saying i need to know more you know this is you guys are i'm having all these red flags you know the last time somebody told me not to ask questions it was it was in the imperial academy like right sabine has is, all the right arguments yeah. to get her to tell and also, also, I think Sabine being like the the artist and the graffiti artist and it, 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 naturally and all that lends stuff, her sort of character. Like she's to it, she's more of a yeah she's more of a, a freedom of free a no secrets type person. Um, but I I just I mean there is and there also is something to this like they're the the rebels are supposed to be these idealistic good guys, and so and so them them already messing around in the gray area when it's like when they're not, I mean, they're nothing. They're just a, they're just a, a little band of, of, uh, of, of people on a freighter, like, you know, doing jobs for doing jobs for smugglers that they apparently, that they don't get paid for. Right. The real question I think is that Harris says she can't mm-hmm. tell her more. It's not that she won't tell her more. But it sounds more like she's getting orders from someone higher yeah. up. Not yeah. maybe Fulcrum, maybe someone above Fulcrum. We're not sure yet. Mm-hmm. The senator in exile guy that uh, that we see. I forget what they said his name was. was it Forthus or something like yeah. that. I don't know because it, it almost sounded like Bell Iblis, but I'm I think I'm just I'm just putting Bell Iblis. But Bell Iblis had a specific planet that he was supposed to be from. Well, but if he's spoken out against. Yeah, he's from yeah. Bellablis is from is from Corellia, but but he could st- he would be in exile if Corellia is taken over by the Empire, and he's. And I guess I, I just got the sense that this the senator was probably local to Lethal. Uh yeah yeah. Well well yeah that's probably that's probably what it was. He was probably the the senator from from Lethal who spoke out against the against the Empire, and so he was no longer able to safely be on Lethal. Right. He's hanging out on Tatooine or something. Or he's still on with all in hiding. Who knows? Because that would be a that's a good place to hide. Yeah, in plain sight. <laughs> so Empire uh, Empire Day. Hold on, I think there's more I have to say about this. I thought that's uh, what you guys already moved on to. No, 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 no. not quite. It would have been a good. No, we're transition, talking about but... we're talking about <laughs> we're talking about this. Um, but the, yeah, I, I think and and even going back to uh, even going back to a, the a new dawn novel. You do get the sense that Hera is that there's some that there is somebody who is above Hera who's kind right. of she was just a scout who was supposed to report back right so that makes sense so I could see yeah I could see uh, you know 
I, and Bail, I mean Bail Organa, Bail Organa clearly is not connected here because we saw him in the earlier thing, and maybe he's talking to somebody else about. Right. Well, maybe maybe there's the cutoff middleman between them. Yeah. And he sort of knows that they're vaguely connected, but he can't really say anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously. I, I mean, if there if there is this this super crazy complicated X-Files esque uh conspiracy going on, that's that's kind of interesting, but I just I don't know. I think I think that the freedom of information between the between the crew of of the ghost is is pretty important and i i bet this will come up again it's it's gonna be a sticking point i think right much later i think sabine's gonna make it basically an ultimatum Mm -hmm. and i wouldn't be surprised to see us get get through with that later this season yeah yeah i think we'll find out some sooner or later in season i have a feeling that in season 10 we'll find out who uh fulcrum is i really hope it's before that yeah season seven maybe after they, after, it's actually Jar Jar. Maybe finale of season one. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, depend. Well, it just depends. Please, depends how please don't be Jar Jar. Please don't be Jar Jar. You can be Captain Tarples. Just don't be. Ca- don't be Jar Jar. Captain Tarples is dead. Captain Tarples is jet dead. Yeah, in uh, in Clone Wars, he dies. Ah, uh, obviously, I did not watch Clone Wars. Yeah, it's a good is, episode. That he makes me very death. sad. He has a good death. Uh, he fight. He's fighting uh, Grievous. Oh, okay. Well, if you gotta go, Grievous is He's a good like, way to go. You know, not because he he he, uh, he. I can't remember the exact full- details, but he's basically he knows that he can't win in a fight against Grievous. Yeah, but he fights him anyway in order to distract. Um, he basically sacrifices himself in order to distract Grievous so somebody can do something. I don't remember. Yeah, makes sense. But it's it was a it's a pretty solid. Episode. It's a thing a true Gungan warrior would do, not like Jar Jar. <laughs> yeah, Jar Jar would Jar Jar would slip and fall and accidentally knock Grievous off a cliff. That's true. Jar Jar might actually get more done. Yes, Jar Jar would kill Grievous. Jar Jar <laughs> would win the fight in a in a straight up hand to hand. At combat. best, he wouldn't lose. <laughs> he's like uh, I don't know. He's kind of like he's kind of like a drunken master kind of thing. Like yeah. or, or except for I don't know what drunken ma- I I never saw that movie. Really. It's it's what I think in my head that he would be like. Okay, um, and that's why he is Boba Fett. Um, okay, now we can talk about Empire Day. So the first thing to say about Empire Day is it is incredibly reminiscent of that episode of Firefly. It is obvious oh, the, the writers love that show. Yeah, like this is so reminiscent. Um, and we learn. I, I think we learn a lot of little bits there's a little a lot a bunch of little bits and pieces that i that i feel like we learned that are really important uh ezra was born the day that the republic turned into the empire right 15 years ago on empire day was ezra's birthday we is, find out he's 15 years yeah, old. yeah we so we find out he's 15 years old and also he was like born on the it makes it very it makes him seem very important that, it, that he was born that day very harry potter-esque um, and yeah, we, now we know he's 15, he's not 12, he's not 8. We find a little bit more about his background. Yeah, yeah. His parents disappeared and stuff like that. Uh, they were taken by the Empire. Taken by the Empire. His dad sort of spoke out against him. Do we ever figure out what that guy's dad's name is? No, because it hasn't aired yet. Right, no, we, we don't know. It hasn't aired yet. Yeah, right, it totally aired on the 
internet. So that's really cool that we could watch this episode a week early on uh, if you have the ca- if you have cable service. So if you're able to watch the show regularly, yeah, if you're not torrenting <laughs> it. Eh, that seems fair. Wonder if you could I wonder if I wonder if there are people that are setting it up to torrent it. Oh, I mean, guaranteed. Yeah, within hours. Can, I mean, I mean like but I mean like the the, the week ahead. Yeah, no, I yeah, within you could hours. Do that, you just stream yeah. it. You like you you oh, stream, yeah, yeah, screen yeah. capture. Not that we endorse any of this stuff. Making that clear. <laughs> you could screen capture your your computer monitor and then torrent that through, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. through some sort of strange website. I'm not really sure. Right, right, right. Bad, bad. Yeah, don't go to those. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Uh, um, okay, yeah, that's true. But but it's it interesting that, it, that they did it that way. It's it's a uh, it's a lot better than the opposite where uh, you can a lot of times you can see the show online a week after it airs. Uh, but uh, then we meet the Rodians. So. So they go around. I love they go around with a picture of this Rodian, and the character models for Rodians are just not that like elaborate. Right. They're just different colors. <laughs> I honestly even, think like I, I actually think that the first Rodian that they look at and the second Rodian are the same Rodian. Yeah. I'm <laughs> pretty sure that that's the case. And the only difference that we have between Sipo, who is the Rodian they're looking for. And this other Rodian is skin color, and for some reason, Sipo uh, like has a little bit of freckles and like a spiked mohawk. Oh yeah, I didn't notice that. I know I mostly noticed the dots all over his oh, forehead. Oh well, I I noticed the hair. But uh, spent too much time in the sun. And he's also got the Lobot cyborg construct. Not in the picture. Yeah, not in the picture. But yeah, he does. Which is which I thought was really cool. Um. And he, this is another little piece of, uh, just a, a little random tidbit of stuff. They say, he, he says that within, it's either, I think it's six weeks, uh, the Empire is going to start building TIE fighters, TIE fighters on, uh, Lothal. Which I think actually look, uh, remembering, we talked about the website before the show came out. It, it was originally an advertisement. For the Empire, come uh-huh. help build Tie Fighters. Yeah, and then it was when the show got closer to release, it was uh, defaced by Sabine. Uh-huh. So they they'd already told us that Lothal was going to be a Tie Fighter production. Oh, site. they had. Yeah, it's just kind of a a, a glimpse back at the marketing that mm. went by. And in this scene as well, we also see the underground basement of Ezra's house. Where his parents, when they spoke out against the Empire, had a broadcasting station, which is, he said, one of the broadcasting stations, which we already know there's another one, at least, because we've seen two interrupted Imperial broadcasts Mm. in the series so far. Yeah, yeah, well, and you know what, and you know what else is interesting? We record this podcast called Rebels Without a Cause in my basement. So we're kind of like, we're kind of like revolutionaries. Indeed. All right, side note. He picked up that that disc and then put it down. You know they're going to go back for that. There's no, I thought Sabine picked it or I, I got the sense that Sabine picked You think it. Sabine yeah, picked I think it up? Sabine picked it up if, because she okay. wants to It would have made sense, but it was off camera, so I'm not mm-hmm. sure. She understands that he misses his parents and he right. just doesn't want to speak out about it. I suppose. Yeah, it was yeah, it was odd. yeah. And this and the 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 reason that they could get in there was that 
Empire Day was happening. Um, I guess the Empire Day celebrations were there was a lot of cool stuff there, like the uh, the March version of the Imperial March that was awesome. Right. I'm gonna have to try to find a full version of that because if you sweet. looked in the pan shot of the crowd, you know the bartender. What what's his race? Ithorian. Ithorian. Yeah. Who, by They're, the way, has some sass on him. Which, for a race of pacifists, is pretty impressive. I like that scene. <laughs> but you saw a lot of those in the crowd. On well, the can't let a character model go to waste, really. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, that's, that, is, that is interesting if you know stuff about Ithorians. Uh, I, could under, I, I would say any Ithorian who is not on Ithor, like who's like in a hive of scum and villainy, uh, is probably going to have some sass. For the most part. I mean, obviously, Mama Naden didn't, but... Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I mean, it doesn't surprise... I, I did like that, you know, you're required to watch the... Have the Imperial broadcasts going, and it's like, why don't you have it on? Uh, no one's ever asked me... No one's asked for that, ever. <laughs> and, and, the, and then he the turns law. it on, he turns it on, and it's interrupted. They're like, turn that off. He's like, I can't, it's the law. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was probably the high point of the episode in my mind. Yeah, and he has that translator on his head, so we can. Yeah, I liked him. the I liked the the translator. Um, yeah, I liked. I think it's I, uh, along the same lines. I think it's interesting that the that Rodian uh, goes back and forth between speaking English and uh, speaking Rodian. Right, that thing is obviously obviously messing with him. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a uh, he's the. But Sabine knows Rodian too. Sabine speaks everything, and we've established that. (laughs) We don't know exactly what she speaks, but it's probably everything. Yeah, or at least you know a little bit of everything. I, which makes sense. I mean, if you're in a if you're in a galaxy where there's where people are speaking various languages, you're going to speak the various languages. And uh, she, I mean, she went to the Imperial Academy. Apparently, is what we found out in the last episode. So maybe they taught her. Maybe she focused on languages. Um, so, you know, the, the, so we, the, so we know that she, she speaks Aqualish and Rodian now. Mm. Probably a couple oh, yeah, other yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She could have been a, a training to be a communications officer. Communications officer. With a specialty in exploding things. Yes. <laughs> it was a hobby. Yeah. <laughs> a calling, really. Extracurricular. Oh. Let's see. what. Uh, and, then, of course, we see one of the things I was calling for. We see the TIE Advance. That was a surprise to me. That was I was not expecting the Tie Advance to show up so soon after you <laughs> called it. While we and were the talking. Inquisitor gets to pilot it. No, the Inquisitor didn't pilot it. It was it was Callus was piloting it. Callus? Wasn't it? No, it was it wasn't it a it was that Baron something or other. Oh, it was. Uh, yeah, you're right. It was. Yeah, it was the Baron like Vil. Yeah, but he has a he has a new helmet. Right, he has a very knightly jousting helmet, which makes you think that he's going really fast mm-hmm. uh, it's a cool helmet I think it's much more practical than the actual imperial helmets yeah well you know <sighs> makes sense um, and while we're talking about uniforms we also got a look at a black militia uniform which I thought was cool black mustache trooper right uniform. the mustache trooper which Kendall has so dubbed them Yes, because uh, they look like mustaches. Yeah, it's got like a little Waluigi mustache going on there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Waluigi mustache, that's where you go? Yeah, that's where I go. What do you want? I, 
<laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Salvador Dali? Not quite. You could you could do that. You could say that. That would be acceptable. Or just a I don't know. And then we curl. see get to see this awesome escape scene too. Another one of those high speed chase that seems to happen so often. Yeah, I really liked the transports. They looked a lot like the troop transports from episode two, but like an imperial version of it. I mean, we've seen it before with the prisoner ship. Right. It's, that's the exact same thing. We've actually seen those before. Oh, I've seen those yeah. before? Yeah. Yeah. They grabbed the uh, Ezra's friend's family off of their moisture oh, farm okay. and drive them away. It looks different. Because and we got to see the different. inside of them, too, yeah. a it little bit more. It looks different. Well, they didn't have people strapped yeah, to the they, side. Yeah, they still had the locking know, they things on the side. didn't have people strapped to the side of them. There's a difference. <laughs> I got the sense that more that I was able to see it without. I was I was worried when I saw them before. I was worried about the family. I was worried about the the characters. See, I was worried about the fruit. The fruit, <laughs> but right. um, yeah, that was uh, something. Something I want to. Uh, we sort of talked about off off mic uh, earlier. Um, so watch. We watched these three episodes back to back. I think that watching these three episodes, all all three of them, for for their good and bad parts, I think they were all three very good episodes. Um, and it was really nice watching them all back to back rather than just doing the little twenty two minute episodes. I think this this show will will be very good to binge watch. Right. I sort of wish that this show had come out ten years ago, and then I'd put off watching it just so that I could binge watch it now. Well, you know, there is another Star Wars cartoon show. No, I will not watch that one. Just because you're telling me to watch it, I refuse. Uh, I don't know, but I, I like how we talked about um, how they would, you know, split to the, make the story between two episodes, and then when we went to go watch this other episode, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. it happened. Oh, right. <laughs> to be continued, right? At the yeah, end we, of the the three. <laughs> well, but but that was we were saying we were that we that was after we watched the first episode that we thought that that it would end up in it but regardless yeah this show this show is giving us everything we could ever desire and i think like because the thing here because here's the thing like the the first episode that we watched i I said we we, i liked that there was limited exposition and it was just sort of it it they gave us just enough information to tell us the story that the part of the story that mattered because it doesn't you know it doesn't matter what the information that he was getting it doesn't matter you know that doesn't that's not important because he wasn't getting I mean he wasn't getting the plans to destroy the Death Star he was getting some information that would lead to them blowing up something right you know something that would unlock a bar- unlock a telecast or broadcast yeah, from yeah something right. that probably would, some convoy information something yeah something. something that would inconvenience the Empire is the point is something that would pro- that is profitable to them and inconvenience so. the to the Empire something portable you know, so and expensive and and so you were able to focus on on the Ezra and his friend's story you were supposed you were I mean although although the the training exercise did get repetitive it was cool right at least the first two times it was really cool which is fine because the third one was really quite short and wasn't as really I don't know the 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 technical aspects of it weren't as important as the fact that what the character aspects of what right, happened right, right. there. Right. So it was fine that we weren't paying as much attention to the moving blocks because mm. we'd already seen it twice. So I yeah, guess in yeah. that sense, it was a good use of, uh, of the training. Yeah. It was just, we needed to see who the winners were 
and what happened next. And and then and then so so that episode was I thought was very was very they they used the time very efficiently. And then you sort of compare that with the third episode we watched. The middle episode uh, I think was was it was a it, it built the character dynamic sort of like what the uh, the fight or flight episode did with Zeb and Ezra. I don't think it did quite as good a job there, but um, but it sort of did what it needed to do. And then, but then this last episode, like it was a two-parter, but it was still incredibly dense as far as but not boring as content. No, 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 not not boring. I mean, dense like like a lot of facts. Yeah, a lot, a lot of, of stuff was happening. A lot of information, very quickly. but there very quickly, and, and a lot it of was, it was important information. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm. So it's it's good to see two episodes so close together in the series that show that we can do, you know, I can tell a quick a quick story that gives you all the information you need in one episode or I can sort of spread it out. All right. Um something else, something else and I'll I'll give you guys a chance to talk here in a second. Um Thank you. I'm I'm give, this is kind of my extended final thoughts here. Um something something else uh I think it's it's very interesting that this is so the show is so so much about this small group of characters on this small ship as and so it's and and therefore not like if you compare this to like the Clone Wars, the Clone Wars was about the Clone Wars. So you'd have an arc about Ahsoka, an arc about Obi-Wan, an arc about the clone troopers and and it would and it was it was a much bigger it felt like a much bigger show and this is much uh, much smaller, um, although there's more going on and stuff. But like, like you, the uh, Ezra going to the Imperial Academy, like when they announce that, you think, oh, we're gonna find out what the Imperial Academy is like. But actually, no, you're gonna find out what one exercise at the Imperial Academy is like, and then Ezra's gonna fight his way out. You know, so I think it's I think it's just there's a lot of interesting things about the show, and I think watching these couple of episodes, like I'm. Before I was on board, but I'm like more. Uh, I'm more. I'm on board now. I think that the show is good enough that even if it wasn't Star Wars, it would be good enough to watch. Right, and I think that the focus of the show. So the fact that the show has taken in place almost entirely on Wothal and unnamed planets that never really need to be named, but mostly on Wothal, actually end up giving the show a remarkable amount of depth and longevity because. Instead of going to all these Star Wars places that we've seen before, or all these um, name-dropping places, like they could have gone to Corita for the Academy or something like that, instead they're saving them. They're keeping these in their back pocket so that they can pull them out when they really need to, and not for a filler episode. Instead, they can have Ezra go be an intern at a military base. <laughs> not really sure how he got in there, but it's not really important. But it doesn't matter. Be- I mean, right. it, it's, he's, it would have taken up time... Probably boring, predictable time, and yeah, otherwise yeah. a great story. I mean, they, so, they arranged for a they arranged for a a, full, a fake identity. So I think that the fact that again we're keeping everything so focused and on Lothal, and so when they go to another planet, perhaps every season maybe we'll move to a new planet. I don't know, but I think that it's a great overall design choice, and I'm pretty happy with how it's turned out so far. Yeah, I'm enjoying the pacing as well. I mean, you get those every other episodes where we get to just focus on the characters, like Kendall was saying, and then how n- you get them action-packed, mission-based. Here, we're just going to show action, action, action. And then now this is, 
you know, all this build up for to be continued and it just increases the hype and I'm just looking forward to see what happens next. Cool. All right. So uh yeah. <laughs> Is that it? Is that Um yeah, I think I think I think we're I think we're good there. Uh we can we can start to wrap up here. So those were our, our final thoughts on the episodes. Uh we did get uh Nick just finished reading the Tarkin book. I uh, am midway through it and and sort of taking my time um my my basic thoughts on it is it's exactly what i expected from james Luceno. it's it's only 250 pages long which i think is a little bit short but james Luceno makes things very dense um and and i like that uh there's not as many just a lot of star wars books have like 10 page long action sequences that don't really move the plot forward uh james Luceno would do that in a paragraph, you know, and, and just, uh, focus on, on super dense plots. Uh, the book, the book sort of has two things going on. It's, it's almost a biography and then it intermingles like a, a, a story about, uh, something going on with Tarkin invader. And, uh, I haven't gotten that far. Right. The book is Okay. It's very dense. It gives you some insights into Tarkin, but I really think that it probably should have been two books because I enjoyed the flashback stuff so much more than the the present day stuff. And I'm giving air quotes and no one can see it except for Kendall and <laughs> Dwight. But I think that it's sort of as some of I think James Lucena's books tend to do sort of split the point across too wide an area mm. and it made sense in the end. But it was still kind of a forced sense. It yeah. wasn't. It didn't really tie together as a as a great novel. It's better than a lot of the other novels that have come out recently, I think. But it's I don't know. It's kind of meh overall. Yeah. So well, yeah. if you like reading Star Wars books and you want to know more about Tarkin, it's it's worth picking up. But otherwise, I'm, it's skippable. Also, New Dawn was really good. New Dawn was really so. good. Uh, coming down after New Dawn, it's like, well, this isn't quite as good. There's just not as much story there. Um, also, the other thing, the other thing that the Tarkin book did that I think the, the New Dawn didn't do is the Tarkin book. I think felt like it was in old canon. Right. It really does feel like old timey. Uh, Star Wars, like original trilogy Star Wars. Yeah, original Whereas, trilogy. And, and, and New Dawn feels more like a, an action movie that happened to be set in Star Wars, which is fine because yeah. I like those, but. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, you know, it's. I don't know. I think, it's, I think it's worth picking up just because I think it's. We're at an interesting point in the Star Wars continuity where it's possible to have read everything. Um, I mean. Maybe wait for paperback or get it from the library or something. A thirty, it's a thirty dollar hardcover, and maybe it's not worth thirty dollars. But, um, <clears throat> but I like. But I don't know. We'll see. I'll uh, let you know when I when I actually finish it. I'm I'm sort of. I decided to kind of take my time with it. Um, and also, uh, I want to say that we're I'd, we're there's probably going to be some uh, weeks where there is not a an episode of the show coming up of, of the, of the rebels show. So I think I've got in mind a handful of 
things that we can watch and review. I'd like to watch the Gendy series with you guys and do an episode on that. I'd like there's some key Clone Wars episodes that I'd like to. Can we do the? Oh man, you're gonna force me to watch these Uh eventually. Can we do the sisters trilogy? Uh, well, you guys have all seen. You guys have already seen. I've already seen that one. So could we do something that's not? Yeah, we'll do another. There's something something with Darth Maul again. We can we can do we can do the Return of Darth Maul certainly. Um, those are those are solid episodes. Okay, Uh, I guess that's a thing. I like Um, Darth Maul. Sorry. Yeah, we can definitely do. I mean, we can definitely watch stuff from Return of Darth Maul. Uh, there's some there's some uh, Clone Troopers centric episodes that hey, I think Clone Troopers. I think Nick would be more on board. I'm with. all on board for Clone Troopers. Um, there's also there's also a, a kind of bad series of Clone Clone Trooper episodes, not because of the Clone Troopers, but because of the just sort of the episodes kind of thrown on. And I, I'd like to watch those to see to see if Nick likes those. Maybe because it's because there's things sometimes know, I don't like the episodes you like. It's yeah, exactly. Yeah. And sometimes the, you the like things that I don't like. Right. So so I'm, I'm kind of I'm kind of curious. Uh, um, and of course, and also I'm, I'm going to figure out a way to and probably bring in a couple more of my friends uh, and do an episode on the infamous Star Wars holiday special. <sighs> oh, man. I've never actually seen that, but I've always kind of wanted to. And at the same time. Didn't want my eyes to bleed. I've heard so many things about it. I want to see it. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, you know, it's uh, not good. But I think it would be better if we saw it, if everybody, saw, if we saw it all sort of as a group, maybe there was a little bit of drinks flowing. I I could agree to that. I mean. Drunken podcasting. That That's totally feasible. And if we ramble for a while, we can just insert half an hour of Wookiee noises. It's fine. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Our the goal the goal is the goal will be to make it thanks Dwight. to make it uh more less terrible than the Star Wars holiday special. Um and with that Kendall's Wookiee noise. Happy Empire Day. Yeah, happy Empire Day. Um Download us on iTunes at Kendall Ca- on under Kendallcast. Uh, until next time, keep rebelling. You don't need a cause.